4: feeling about
1: this. Welcome to episode 304 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hal's Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Hey, hey, buddy. How you been? Hey, been good. How you been? good uh i gotta say a little sad not sitting across from you uh yeah after w- after the good time that was last week
0: yeah it's good time but it's not as good a time as
1: it is sitting across from you yeah so how was your trip after you left see let me tell you something yeah let me tell you something i was under the impression that you guys were gonna stay in a hotel last thursday night and then get up friday morning and leave but no you guys this crazy ass drove all the way to north carolina after re- recording <clears throat> yeah that was the plan
0: so i'll tell you this um originally my mom was gonna help keep the kids uh but my stepdad fell <coughs> and right. uh, ended up being all right um not really breaking anything but he's still kind of out of commission having a hard time walking getting around Going to need some uh, ther- physical therapy. But uh, so, you know, my mom had to stay and take care of him. And, you know, my wife's mother was going to come and help my mom. So it really it really kind of all fell on her. And she couldn't be there until Thursday afternoon, evening. And. Uh, which meant that we were going to miss the dinner because uh, the festivity started with like dinner. I got gotcha. that ar- arrival dinner that Thursday night. And we were like, you know, since we're gonna miss it anyway, we might as well stop by, get in a real podcast with Hawes and then be on our merry way. Um, and so that's what we did. I drove up, up to North Carolina, uh, up 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 the Acoue River, you know, and, and to Andrews, North Carolina, to this little. This little, I guess, just so it's a venue called Hawkstein, I believe, but it's amazing. Like, it's really great. It's like if, uh, it, it, uh, it, I think this old, this gay couple bought it in like 2000 and turned it into an event space, but it was basically like a summer camp, I guess. You know, oh, back in the day like, it was, I guess, because it's, you know, several different cabins and then like a main house. You know, it could have been you know any any kind of retreat or camp, I guess. But uh, you know, it has a grounds, you know, and they're laid out, and it's got trails and stuff. So it's pretty. It's an amazing property. And uh, you know, I, I told I told the couple, you know, Kyle and Allison, uh, that you know, I, I know this is y'all special day, but I'll remember this for the rest of my life. This is the most bawling wedding I've ever been to. You know, like oh wow. They put us up in the cabins. Uh, they fed us, you know, that's, there was dinner Thursday night. And then the, re, the another reason we had to drive through the night and get there early is because there was rafting, white, white water rafting at 9 a.m. Part of the thing in the invitation was, you know, you know, there were all these activities laid out and they're like, you know, select what you want to be a part of so we can know what you want to do. And, you know, me and Chris are like, well, you know, if, you, if you're having us, we'll, we'll do it all, you know, we'll do everything. And I didn't want to miss that either. So uh, we did the whitewater rafting, and that was awesome. The water was like 48 degrees because it hums Ooh. off the bottom of the lake, top Sheesh. of the mountain. Sheesh. And uh, so we <clears> went down the Nanhalon, <throat> and that was really fun. Uh, it was really beautiful. It was a great thing to do in the morning. There was like fog and mist coming off the river and stuff. It was really cool. What time <clears> really did beautiful.
1: that put you guys getting in after leaving here? Uh Uh... Uh, We we got in at three thirty and we were in bed before. Dang, yeah, that's that's real trooper shit right there. Yeah,
0: but anyway, (sighs) we went Y water rafting and we came back. We had lunch, and then we did wine tasting, and then there was the rehearsal, and then the rehearsal dinner, and then you know carrying on after that. You know the night before the wedding, and then there was the wedding, and you know there was. Brunch the morning of the wedding, and there was a, a hike that Kyle did, the groom did, and the bride did yoga that morning, you know, and like uh there were just all these activities. So many activities. So many activities, so many <laughs> space for activities. Uh,
1: wow. Um so But it, that's it was just balling. It sounds like it was quite the trip. I'm glad you guys had fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am too. I'm especially it was good glad to see Gray and Kyle.
1: Yeah, man, I like Gray. I'm, you know I Craig. don't know uh, Kyle at all, but I know it, wedding. Yeah. <sighs> Um. He, he, uh, he may
0: or may not, you know, but I'm pretty sure he did. I think he tackled a bridesmaid while
1: he was there. Sheesh. Um, Shh. So let me tell you something, Well, How many times have we been hanging out off air? And I've mentioned to you how much I like one. Mr. Christopher Fresh. C-R-I-S-S-Fresh from the Geek Dudes, right? It's happened several times. Right. Well, you want to... This week, he was was in a mood on Geek Dudes this week, right? And you know how he described me? You? Yeah. Oh, okay. He said I looked like an unkempt bed. An unkempt bed. And I said, you know what I says to myself, Will? I says, self... I am going to take that as a compliment. Let's go! <laughs> you should. So, uh, we've got some fun. some fun Speaking of activities, <laughs> we got some fun Star Wars stuff to talk about this week, including the latest episode of The Bad Batch, which I'm sure Will and I have a, a bit of cock a speculating to do about. Uh, and some cool uh, news tidbits. It sounds like, um, sounds like Andor is turning into something pretty special. So we will get into all that. But real quick, guys, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. We have a Patreon. If you really enjoy the show and you want to support us for as little as three dollars a month, you'll get access to the exclusive bonus episodes feed where we post all our bonus content. Um, Recently, we've put up a new episode of Jaws. I've been putting up uh, immediate reactions to all the Bad Batch episodes early ass in the Friday morning. In fact, after we get done recording this, I'm going to sit my silly ass on the couch and work at my silly little job until my silly little Star Wars cartoon comes on. I'm going to watch it with my silly little eyeballs and then I'm going (laughs) to record a silly little immediate reaction and post it on our silly little Patreon at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. Big shout out to our patrons. You guys are the best, not silly at all. And the silliest geese. Real quickly, if you guys want to get in on the ground floor of uh, the new podcast that my buddy Steve and I, or I should say our buddy Steve and I, launched it's called high potion it's a video game podcast and the first available episode is available now it's on apple podcast google spotify anchor t- a whole bunch of different podcast services and uh, if it's not on one you guys want let me know and i'll submit it um i'm not sure how many people use things like stitcher or tune in nowadays but if you want me to submit the podcast to one of those i'll be happy to uh, once again, that's High Potion Video Game Podcast. It's uh, it's on all those services, and you should ch- <clears throat> stop by and check it out. Uh, it's pretty fun, and we've been getting a nice little reaction to the first episode. <clears throat> and there we go. And will the next time you come into town? W- well, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to really sca- figure out a some creative scheduling. But when you can make it into town, Steve and I would like to have you on to talk about halo absolutely figure that would be uh one that you would enjoy sitting down with us and talking about Absolutely. i imagine we'll eventually go through all of them but we'll start from the beginning so yeah um anyways uh let's kick it off talking about the bad batch the latest episode of the bad batch what'd you think about this one buddy
0: uh i liked it i liked it a lot um it was interesting to see those characters that I thought were one shots come back.
1: Yeah, you know, I even said last year. Oh shit, was it last year, or was it the beginning? Probably. Of, man, I can't even remember. Yeah, last year, <clears throat> um, when the the last season of the Clone Wars was airing on Disney Plus, I even said like, if Clone Wars were going to continue, if there had been more episodes than the ones they gave us that I could have seen those characters showing back up at some point. <laughs> it seemed like an introductory arc for those characters. So uh, I was glad to see him pop back up and wasn't super surprised, but God damn, this show is been fucking special appearance city. It seems like every episode has had a special appearance by some character we know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) They've been really working that in. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a solid episode. Um, Trace and Rafa coming back was cool. Um, You know, I dug seeing them doing more work for Sid. I really like that character, Sid, that they work for. I have a feeling she's probably going to screw them over in the long run, but right now I really like her.
0: I hope not. They they needed a... uh... I don't know, someone to look out for them. Like, and they, they kind of fell into this. And I think it worked out best for her. You know, she got the better end of the bargain, but I would like to think, you know, they have some ally in the galaxy.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, uh, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times in this series so far, but like, just these little glimpses of, of, the tra- the the transition between the Republic and the Empire
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was neat to see sort of their solution to all the, to this giant droid army that's still around. And of course, like, <coughs> you know, Palpatine's not going to want, uh, you know, just this unused droid army sitting around for no, someone. Scrap. Yeah, just it, it, it melt them down as quickly as possible. And I liked the idea of them trying to get a hold of the the tactical droid, right? Cuz the tactical yeah. droid is like the central computer brain. Almost like I don't know if this is what it is in canon, right? But it almost seems like an answer to the droid control ships from the prequels because, you know, those droid control ships are kind of a a glaring weakness, weakness right? So yeah, right. if you if you don't want to use those, then maybe using some sort of tactical droid or, you know, mini tactical most, droids. The
0: tactical droids even more valued function other than just coordinating and executing, you know, the droids um, is their ability to analyze tactical data yes. and, and learn. <laughs> so they're a, a, a learning artificial intelligence. That means the longer that, you know, that bot is active, the the more intelligence it's learning and devising about its target. You know, so if, you know, say one of the older, um, what were they called? What kind of droids?
1: Tactical droids?
0: Tactical dro- yeah. One of the older tactical droids. You can imagine how much data is stored and how... You know, tactically intelligent. That thing is about fighting clones. It it made a lot of sense why that data would be so important.
1: Yeah, it's it's like how everybody's trying to sell my fucking browsing data. And I'd be watching, you know, 13 episodes of Demon Slayer anime. And all of a sudden I start getting targeted ads for anime figures. And I'm like, well, I mean, that would look pretty cool on the shelf. (laughs) Maybe I should get one or two. or Just a couple for the collection, you know. The targeted ads are really creepy when you think about it.
0: Um, so, and sometimes I'll swear I get ads about stuff that I'm talking about in the real world, like these devices are listening.
1: Oh, I mean, I mean they definitely are. Like I said, I've been watching Demon Slayer, right? Been tearing through Demon Slayer. Um, right. It's really good. It is really good. And sure enough, I've been getting a ton of targeted ads for Demon Slayer merch. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I got to say, I don't think our boy Wrecker, it was clearly not a one-off incident, right? With his headache. Oh, the, and... the, yeah. The, the, the,
0: the flip, it, the switch is flipped. Yeah. Like well, it's, it's clear. It's, it's yeah. flipped on. The good soldiers follow orders. Like it came out of his mouth. And I, I don't know how that's going to manifest itself. I thought he was going to instantly attack Omega, which was going to really upset me. But uh, that had, it hadn't manifested like that yet. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it's not leading to good places, right? We're not looking at a positive. <clears throat> I mean, at the in- the end point could be something positive. They could get him fixed up, but there's going to be something fucked up and sad that happens first. And I hope it's not, you know, then uh, our buddy Wrecker getting killed off. I really hope not, because he's my Can't favorite. Can't be right. Yeah, I, you know, you, he's you
0: kind of he's the comedic. You know, he's the comedic value of the of the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, you want to say... He's the, the physical clown. But they could... Uh, who knows, man? It makes me nervous. And, you know, I, I imagine this gets addressed sooner rather than later. It could be even tonight, because it seems like the past couple of episodes have been, you know, working up to this, so...
0: that That thing is ramping up. Yep. Yeah,
1: and each time it gets worse. And, like, I was convinced...
0: If it doesn't... I was going to say, if it doesn't pop off, like you said, this
1: episode is going to be soon. Yeah, it is soon. It's definitely soon. <clears throat> um, So, I guess the thing that we really got to talk about like, who was that? Who are Trace and Rafa work, working for? We see they mention that they're working for someone. They refer to them as he, right? And then they contact them at the end. Uh, and we see the hologram from the back. We don't hear them talk. We don't get a look at them. You know, I think it's fairly safe to say it's probably not somebody we've seen in the series so far. So, like, for instance, I don't think it would be Saw Gerrera. Why keep that a secret? We already know that Saw Gerrera has been part of the show, right? Right. So who do you think it could be? What do you think's going on there? I mean, initially, I'm pulled toward Ahsoka.
0: You know, like I know they said he, but
1: yeah, I mean that could be some sort of a diversion. That... The fact that they had Ahsoka's droid, that that droid they had was Ahsoka's droid. You yeah. know, I could see why people think that. I have seen people <coughs> wondering about it being Ahsoka, but then my question is: is like, is that reusing the big reveal from Rebels? Because you know that that was whole the whole sort of mystery of season one of rebels was who is fulcrum and then fulcrum turned out to be a So right. So uh,
0: fulcrum, um, misled to be a, a man
1: before it was a I can't even remember. You know, it's been a while rebels is on my list of stuff. I need to rewatch. I haven't rewatched any of it since it ended and I need to revisit it. Um, that might be what I, I run through after demon slayer. Yeah. Because <sighs> um, it has been a while, and I'd like to rewatch it. Because I don't feel like that's the case. Um, you know, I, another one that I feel like people have been uh, sort of guessing at, and I could see this being the case, would be Bell Organa.
0: I was going to say, my other guess would be Bell Organa.
1: Bell Organa, um, that could be who it is. That could definitely be who it is. And, you know, that would definitely establish that Bell is getting the whole rebellion thing going on quite early into the yeah. existence of the Empire. Uh, and I would be stoked to see Bale as a character.
0: Well, I mean, like, he's the guy that gave Yoda and Obi-Wan the ride to go alter the signal, right? Is that- and he also oh,
1: God. dropped them off, right? Well, Right, didn't he? I can't... Again, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he does, though. So, yeah, I... um. I could see it being Bale. Bale, I think, is a strong choice. Now, honestly, that should look like Jedi robes to me. It definitely looked like a robe of some nature. And I don't know, man. I, I just feel like they were I'm like... Just, what Jedi are available? So, I mean, Jedi that we know for a fact are alive right now. Uh, you know, you have... Kanan, it's not going to be Kanan. Kanan, we saw at the beginning, he's too young. It's too young. Um, I would say the same thing applies for Cal Kestis It's not going to be Cal. Cal isn't, you know, he's he's probably on that junk planet working right now or whatever. Yeah. Um So it's n- neither of them. Obviously, Obi-Wan's around. I don't think it's Obi-Wan. You know, Obi-Wan is often in seclusion on Tatooine watching over Luke. I don't think he's getting hologram updates. Same thing for Yoda. Now past that, I—I I mean, I'm sure there's more. Like, I know our buddy Sal would be fucking stoked if it was Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. And I—I I mean, I would—I would have no choice but to be fucking mega hyped if, they, like, that would be Sal's equivalent to the Boba Fett episode from Mandalorian yeah. last year. So yeah, cool. I mean, I—I I think that would be cool. You know, with—I know Dave Filoni's not. Necessarily as involved in this as he was in like Rebels and Clone Wars, but you know, Dave Filoni loves Plo Koon, so maybe Plo Koon. Um, uh, but Plo he Koon died well, in that's Order 66, yeah, yeah, buddy. But fucking Boba Fett fell in the fucking uh Sarlacc, Darth okay. Maul got caught in half, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, this doesn't mean shit anymore. People right, dying right. on screen doesn't mean. Shit doesn't anymore
0: mean <laughs> doesn't mean they uh, die.
1: Now, to me, Plocoon is a real hard one to get around because his ass exploded <clears> and his, in his ship, ship crashed. Crashed, right? That one's hard yeah. to get around. Um, I know our buddy Evan would be real stoked if it was uh, Mace Windu. I know Mace Windu. Yep. I mean, and, and the question for me is like, would. Trace and Rafa be working with Jedi because they were not fans of Jedi and they didn't even seem to be
0: like, you know, there there was the line of when she says, in when he says, we're different,
1: and she's like, I've "I've heard heard that before, and I assume that's referring to Ahsoka, right? Yeah, I that's that's I assume, so yeah, I don't know, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like you don't want to get too crazy with speculating about it because it could just turn out to be something not that crazy right but i I did think it was
0: interesting the other thing that i thought was that maybe possibly it could be rex it could be rex maybe ahsoka put them in touch with rex and rex would want to know where other rogue clones were
1: that could definitely be the case
0: other than Ahsoka, like I, I, I would think that would that would be another person that would have an interest in knowing where rogue clones were.
1: Exactly, because she does say something like, "like Oh, you're going to be interested in this."
0: Yeah, just thought um, you should know.
1: So, yeah, I don't know, man. I um, I'm looking forward to finding out the answer, and I did like them setting up some sort of mystery. Um, who knows how long it'll go on? It could be something that get answered that gets answered tonight. It could be something to get stretched out for a little while but regardless I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing whoever the fuck that was
0: i always like seeing them use the stun i can't remember when it happened but i, I feel like it happened in that episode you know the, the like the blue circle mm-hmm. stun setting
1: i do like that on the blaster. <clears throat> um so yeah i thought it was a solid episode um digging the series so far i um I got, we got some cool news this week about Andor, right? And buddy, okay, as the production of Andor goes on, I get the feeling that it's going to be fucking huge production wise. Oh, really? Cause yeah, man, they seem like they are filming a ton in <clears throat> actual locations uh, over in England. Like, for a couple of weeks there, it was just constantly people taking pictures of them filming, um, in different sets out in, uh, out in the open and stuff. De- definitely seems like they're using way less of that sort of um, volume technology. Yeah, <laughs> and more sort of real world location shooting. And then you remember that sort of behind the scenes thing they did uh, during the investors call last year. Yes. That shit made it look huge. I think we're looking at, like, I love the Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian is one of my all-time favorite Star Wars things now, just even two seasons in. Um, But, you know, there are definitely times that Mandalorian feels like Star Wars TV instead of a Star Wars movie. Um, right. But it's really good, and the quality is really good. I'm not taking anything away from Mandalorian. I get the feeling Andor is going to feel like a, 10 episode movie in quality and production.
0: That would be cool. I, uh, I wonder if, you know, using the, the real, the real settings more will make it feel different. Like I know that it will. I just wonder how. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it'll have to do with just the way what Andor is about, you know, being an espionage action thriller. mm -hmm. I'm sure that's that's very different, you know, shooting that in scenes and stuff than something else. That's probably a little more Marvel.
1: Um, and so we got some interesting things this week. Um, actually, both of them broke today. So Stellan Skarsgård is in, one of the cast members of Andor. And he did a radio interview where he mentioned... That he shares scenes with Forrest Whitaker. Now, we have not heard any official casting of Forrest Whitaker appearing as Saul Guerrero, but this dude says he shares scenes with Forest Whitaker. To me, that sounds like for for serious, for reals, he's uh, Saul Guerrero. I mean, it makes sense
0: to me. I I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna have him in there, like he he and Cassian don't
1: necessarily need to know each other I would think
0: yeah but because it's like
1: you don't also don't have to uh, you know think that they haven't run into each there's as far as I can re- remember and I've watched Rogue One fairly recently in the past two or three months I don't remember anything in that movie that made it seem like Cassian and uh for uh, uh Saw Guerrero have never run into each other you know right Right. So you could definitely have that now. The thing is, is you. I would imagine Saw isn't settled in on Jeddah yet, right? He's probably in some other location, right? Um, and then not too long after that, now this one we got to be careful getting too hyped for because I'm not quite sure how legitimate this site is. I'm not taking anything away from. Them. They're not like we're not talking about fucking screen rant or we got this covered or you know a random facebook post with fucking right. racist comments under it that someone's taken as legit news but this comes from a, a site called the direct who i'm like i said i'm not super familiar with so but i hope they are correct uh and they have reported that rogue one's ben Mendelssohn returning for Andor disney plus series so If that is true, then it looks like we're going to be seeing Director Krennic again.
0: Uh, Again, perfect opportunity. If you're going to bring him back, that's
1: the place to do it. I mean, both of these are almost like, yeah, of course. But we hadn't heard anything about either of them yet. So I really hope both of these are true. And it sounds like the Forrest Whitaker one is 100% true. Like a dude on the show said he's sharing scenes with him, right? So it looks like uh, Ben Mendelsohn as Director Krennic is a possibility. Now to me, the missing piece. Space Jimmy Schmitz. We just need Bale Organa. Then like fucking all our friends are happy. Fucking Emily and <laughs> Steele and all the Mendo fans are are gonna That's be stuck right. about director Krannock. We get um, we get Bale back, then King Tom and Chris Fresh. And all those dudes, super happy to have Bale back. So, I hope he's in it, man. I really hope. It, it. Once again, it's another character that just makes a ton of sense, right?
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Why not, you know? Yeah. And especially... If they're the major players, you know, you get to see how it all ends in the movie. Like, there's a lot of those, you know, those major players have been making moves on the scene for years, you know, before now. Yeah. You could even bring back Urso, you know, Galen Urso.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's you been definitely could. doing Krennic's work for. Uh, it wouldn't it make. I mean, it would make a lot of sense for him to show up because you have to imagine that at this point, Director Krennic is still on the, the Death Star project, right? Right. And then I think there was rumor last year about Tarkin appearing in this. Uh, so this is sounding like, you know, we knew it was a prequel to Rogue One, but this is sounding like uh, for a for real prequel to Rogue One. Like. Right. So, I, yeah, man, the more I hear about it and the more I really think about what the scale and scope of Andor is probably going to turn out to be, I just get a a little more excited about it every time. So, the uh, I think next year is going to be quite a ride, um, for a star Wars fans. <coughs> um, so, you know, we, we're big fans of Taika Waititi here, right? Super stoked. He's working on a star Wars movie eventually. Um, so he did an interview this week talking about Thor love and thunder and mentioned that he's, expecting to be working on finishing up that movie until February, 2022, February of next year. And then he's got some other smaller things, TV stuff that he's going to finish up and work on. And he said in the interview that he's hoping that after that he can get started working on his star Wars movie that he's hoping his next project after Thor love and thunder is a star Wars movie. Um, Which, fuck, yeah. Awesome. Now, the question to me is, we're looking at 2022. His movie, from as far as I understand, the earliest it could come out is in 2025. Now, traditionally, they say these Star Wars movies from beginning of production and, and early stages to it being on screen take about three years. So that could be the case, but man, it still seems a little early because they're probably not going to start filming that until the year before it comes out, you know? Yeah. Um, Now, I don't know. Maybe we get a surprise and find out that there's... I, I don't see it happening, but it does make me wonder if maybe there's going to be more Star Wars theatrical releases than just you know, the three they have dated right now, December yeah. twenty three, twenty-five, and twenty seven. But we'll see, I guess. Um, but I'm super excited to see what he's gonna do with Star Wars. I can't wait for that next fucking Thor movie, man.
0: So am I. Me too. <clears throat>
1: um and then the only other thing that's been sort of going on this week is there's a um interview. Floating around right now with um, Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal sort of interviewing each other. Um, oh, <laughs> um, I had a brain fart. And yeah,
0: Pedro Pascal and Ewan McGregor interviewing each other.
1: Yes, and there's you know there's nothing huge in there, you know. Both of those dudes are Lucasfilm company men. They're not letting any big secrets slip. You know, Pedro Pascal gets a little squirrely about if they're filming season three of The Mandalorian yet. He says they haven't filmed a third season yet. There's been some debate about that going on online. You know, maybe he's, um, you know, skirting the issue a bit. Uh, Ewan McGregor has a funny anecdote about how um, the other day he had to film a scene with stormtroopers and how excited that made him because, you know, he never got to film with stormtroopers on the prequels. It was all clone troopers, and even those dudes all had CGI armor. They didn't have right. real dudes in suits. So he seemed real uh, real giddy about the fact that he got to shoot a scene involving stormtroopers. <laughs> and he also brought up... It's how- kind of
0: sad and kind of cool at the same time.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's nice to hear the dude being excited. And he did mention right, exactly. how much more enjoyable he's finding working with the volume technology as opposed to being in, you know, green painted rooms and shit for the prequels. So it sounds like he's having a good time. And once again, that plus Andor plus all the other shit we're getting next year. Whew, man, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check that out, it's a it's a variety series called Variety series called Actors on Actors, and it's a it's a chat with Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal. <clears throat> All right, buddy. I think that about does it. Do you want to jump in and do some uh, some voicemails and some emails from our friends here? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, let's get into that. Kia D,
3: Kia D,
2: Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia cockhead. cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead.
1: He's a big Surrey and stud, he loves to split chicks with his bud. Kia Cockhead, To so stroke his. Cone and suck on his balls, KD! Cockhead, what you gonna
2: do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Cock-head! Blue Herd, Cockhead, Hansberger, Cockhead, we'll win, Cockhead, Goose Payne, Cockhead, G Money, Cockhead.
1: All righty. If you guys want to send in a voicemail voicemail or email, you can to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. First up, we're going to hit Josh Wright. Do you remember last week, buddy, when we were going to play his voicemail about the Bad Batch and Dad jokes? And, uh, and he forgot there. to, yeah, and it wasn't there. So yeah. it, it showed up this time. We've definitely got his his Excellent. voicemail. So here we go.
2: Hello there, Hawes and Will. This is Josh W. Um, first, I want to start off with an apology for not attaching the voicemail uh, to the email last week. Um, but I got to be honest, that voicemail had problems from day one. So I brought in Tony Gilroy. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna completely redo it, and uh, hopefully it'll um, it'll be it'll be an improvement on the last one. So that voicemail had uh, two topics. Uh, first is uh, regarding the Bad Batch and Wrecker's headache. Um, it I like you am very troubled um, by his headache, and I'm calling it now. Here's what I think is gonna happen. His chip is going to reactivate, and he's going to go nuts in some fashion. But he'll be brought back to reality by his love for Omega. And then somehow his love and affection for Omega will kind of allow the crew to get him into a position where he can get his uh, chip deactivated or removed or something like that. So uh, that's what I think they've been setting up all season. So if that doesn't happen, um, I owe you guys a Coke, each one of you, uh, canned, if I ever meet you guys in person. So um, if you guys don't like Coke, I can, you know, get you a squirt or something like that. hey
0: anyway,
2: that sounded kind of weird. Um, anyhow, That's old school. Um, the second topic was um, kind of a call back to a few weeks ago where uh, Will was talking about how he was kind of running out of dad jokes. So as a as a dad of 10 years um I've got I've got some of the old uh, mental uh filing cabinet that I'd be happy to pass along to will. All right, so here it goes. <clears throat> Why do cemeteries have fences around them? Because people are mm. dying to get in. No. Oh. <clears throat> Did you hear about the new restaurant on the moon? The food is great, but it has no atmosphere. Oh. So this pony walks into a bar, goes up to the bartender and says, I'd like a drink, please. Bartender says, what was that? I can't hear you. And the pony says, you'll have to excuse me. I'm a little horse. No. Did you know that in Jamaica, it costs $1.99 to get a slice of cherry pie? Um, and in the Bahamas, it costs two ninety-nine to get a slice of coconut cream pie. These are the pirates of the Caribbean. Sheesh. So I hope you enjoyed those. I got plenty more where those came from. Uh, I love the podcast, guys, and um, I'll double check my email this time to make sure it uh, this voicemail gets attached. All right, peace and may the force be with you.
0: Sheesh.
1: The pirates. I'll put of those the- in my in
0: the. Back, put those in my back pocket. Oh yeah,
1: he just loaded you up. You just got yeah. some ammo, so you got a nice ammo drop.
0: Road trip ammunition.
1: Let me just say, for the record, I only squirt for Diet Pepsi. <clears throat> um, so if his bad batch, his bad batch prediction turns out, I can't to be, believe you said that. You, you've known me since two thousand and five, William. You can't I mean, believe I, can totally I said believe. that.
0: It just—it just happened. It happened so it fast. Happened. It just—it ha- slapped me in the face. Sheesh.
1: Um, I—I I mean, I could see his bad batch prediction playing out like that, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, all right, let's hear completely from completely possible. Let's hear from Jacob. Let's hear what Jacob has to say.
4: hey haws and will it's jake here from uh, nebraska and uh i just wanted to ask you guys a question about the bad batch i myself have really been enjoying it and uh out of all the star wars animated shows and a lot of the star wars we've had li- lately i think it's definitely one of the most toyetic pieces of star wars we've had yet meaning man would it wouldn't it be cool to have a bunch of these Bad Batch toys as a kid? You know, you think about your G.I. Joes or Ninja Turtles, walk into the store and see a giant display of toys. Man, that'd be awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. I was able to hunt down a Hunter Black Series on the uh, secondary market. So a little, little markup, got it for about 30 bucks. But it does suck. I have two kids now that... Be cool if they could play with Star Wars toys and uh, play with some bad batch stuff, but be like, oh, sorry, kid. Not gonna buy a $40 figure for you for possibly lose or, you know, break or something. But kind of going in along those lines, I definitely, you know, thinking about playing with some bad batch toys on a dirt hill as a kid, going on missions and stuff, or just, you know, playing on the playground. And you guys talked about some of uh, who you think your favorite characters are right now. But playing as kids, who do you think you would have liked the most as a kid? And uh, or who do you think you would have got stuck playing as, you know, on the playground or whatever? And uh, thanks, as always, for the great podcast. Check you guys later.
1: Oh, man. So first off, um, Jake. One thing I want to say is uh, as far as bad batch uh, toys for your kids go, I would look at this new newer line of figures called mission fleet. They're like smaller scale and they kind like some of them come with vehicles and they just announced this week that they're doing like a couple of bad batch packs. Like there's one that comes with, I think all of them, but tech and then tech comes separately with like a Walker vehicle uh, I think those would be cool for your kids. I know I would have been all about them as a kid. In fact, I'm kind of all about them right now. I've Been looking at them online. So, they also announced a sick ass Razor Crest in the uh, the Mission Fleet this week. That sounds cool. <clears throat> um, now, as far as <laughs> playing on the playground, let me tell you. As a kid, I always got <laughs> stuck playing the fucked up person. So, like if we were playing X Men. Who do you think I had to be, Will?
0: Oh, you're Professor
1: X. Yeah, right. That's exactly who I had to be. It was.
4: <laughs> it was. Then it was, and all, it was,
1: all the kids are like, "It's perfect." Yo, what do you mean you don't want to be Professor X? <laughs> you're all fucked up like he is. <laughs> you can pretend to use your mind. <laughs> He's the most powerful one, though, is not he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wolverine. <laughs> bub. <laughs> bub, 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 bub. <laughs> I'm the best at what I do. I'd be like, no, I want to be Iceman. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe in your imagination, but you're Professor X. So I probably would have got stuck playing Echo.
0: That's what I was about to say. When we were the Ninja Turtles, you know, everybody wanted to be Leonardo or Raphael, and I always got <laughs> stuck being fucking Donatello. Like, So I'd probably end up getting stuck being Echo or Tech. You know, I would want to be Hunter or... Or uh, Wrecker, but I'd get, I'd get
1: stuck playing Echo or Tech. But that's cool because I'd play the shit out of them. I'd be the best Echo or Tech there oh, was. Oh, you should have seen me pretending I was uh, Professor X with my fingers on either, on either side of my head, pretending I was doing telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there and being like, oh, watch out, Magneto. I'm thinking at you real hard. <laughs> uh, sons of bitches. Or the kids would be like, you
0: can be the battle droid and just pretend to get beat up and die all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. All right. Uh, Next up, we got a a voicemail from Mr. 100. Kobe.
3: Kobe! Hey, Haas and Will. It's your boy, Kobe, a.k.a. Mr. 100, coming at you with the voicemail this week. Um... Just wanted to say before I get started with my question, um, I love the High Potion podcast, Haas, I thought it was great. Um, just like you and Will, I think you and Steve have great chemistry. I think everybody within your guys' uh, podcasting network of all your friends that come together and do shows from time to time and um, have your shows that you do with you know X person here and, and Z person here, I think you guys always just kill it no matter what you're talking about or who you're talking with. Um, and I hope hope high potion goes great for you guys. I hope you have a good time. Um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that I loved it before I started. Um, v- really great, great, uh, great stuff. I didn't even know <laughs> I never, or, I knew of them, but I never even played half the games that you guys were, that you and Steve were talking about. And I was just still just right there with you, having a great time. So I just wanted to let you know that, uh, congrats on getting that off the ground. Hope it goes smoothly. Um, my question this week, this is take number like 10 of me trying to uh dissect this from my own brain and then redistribute it to you guys for your own thinking because this is kind of something that has existed in my brain for a long time and I've never really been able to put it into words I guess um or just kind of to flesh it out as a like a prompt for for uh thinking about so I think the best way out of my like 10 takes that I've been able to kind of do this or the closest that I've gotten is to kind of give you the very dumbed down version of my question and then try to elaborate a little bit so you know what I'm saying so you can know how to go about it Um, here is the basic dumbed down question do you think that since Disney bought Star Wars in uh, 2013 or whenever it was that they have tried to somewhat distance themselves from the prequel films I'll give you a couple seconds to think about that Okay. Um. Basically, to elaborate, right? What I just said might seem really like fan fandom, menacey, you know, like. Like. Uh, Disney hate. And that's, that's not what I'm going for. I'm just saying, like. To me. I love all of Star Wars, right? I love the originals. I mean, obviously, they're the originals. They're the building blocks of the entire franchise. Um, I love the sequels that we just got. There were parts of them that. I didn't like as much as other movies, but you know, I still like them and, but I love the prequels, right? Maybe that's why this question uh, is so hard for me to bring up. Cause I don't want to seem like biased and weird about it, but like, I love the prequels they're, I mean, they're my favorite movies because they're the most nostalgic for me. They're the, you know, they're the ones I grew up with everything that my, my first entrance into star Wars was pretty much the prequels. Um, so maybe this is just a personal thing for me that i'm just overthinking it too much but i sometimes feel like since disney bought star wars that they've really tried to push the original trilogy and then stuff around there um more of the original trilogy era than anything um you know like stuff with like the mandalorian kind of takes place i consider that more original trilogy than sequel trilogy Era, because it's you're still seeing the lingering effects of like the empire and you know luke skywalker is still a young gun out running around and i, I consider that more original trilogy and then you have things like rebels that i consider very original trilogy-esque um and you know th- obviously we have the, the whole sequels the you know the newest three movies but it seems like they really want to push um, sequel and original trilogy content and merch and they basically they want to feature that the most and they kind of put the prequels on the back seat i know they gave us great things like uh, clone Wars season seven and uh, the bad batch is kind of a prequel-esque um, entity and they, and they have given us stuff but i just feel like um they they saw how the prequel films and, and this is more about the films rather than the uh, the time frame or the time period, I guess. But um, they saw how the films themselves were uh, were perceived. And obviously, the you know, the glowing meme of all of Star Wars is that the prequels suck. And there's parts of them that do suck. And they're my favorite movies. So, I mean, I feel like I should be able to say that. But, like, there's parts of them that do suck. And I will definitely acknowledge that. But it kind of feels like they have, like, somewhat of a little bit of a prejudice towards them like they they want to do or maybe they could do a lot more stuff involving the prequel films and kind of featuring them a little bit like they do you know like the originals but they feel like they'll get backlash or people won't like it or won't want to buy the stuff that they want to put out i don't know and and if you guys feel differently um tell me i'm wrong tell me you don't see that or you you kind of see it or maybe you do see it However you feel. I just want to know how you guys feel. Because it's not something I'm like dead set on. It's just like kind of like something that's been lingering in the back of my brain. Like, hmm, I wonder if they do kind of have a little bit of a prejudice towards the prequel films. Um, Let me know what you guys think. Sorry if this went a little long. i had to try so many times to get this to be short. I think this was the shortest I could get it. So as always, love what you guys do. You guys are the best. Good night.
1: So... I'll tell
0: you this. I don't feel any prequel bias. I just feel like George told that story so completely. You know, he told it beginning, middle, and end. And, like, to go back there, you have to work in very narrow time frames and windows that stay away from whatever's going on. You know, because you can't really work inside there very well. I think that George just told the chunk of stories within those time frames so well. You, You know, you also have... You know, a whole animated series that's devoted to those times, as well as the current animated series we have now. Yeah, I mean, he brought Clone that up. Clone Wars era, like, you know, so like, so I don't really feel the hate, you know what I mean? I, I don't feel the, the prejudice for that time era.
1: I do think you're on to something there with the fact that the prequel era is so, so heavily filled in between the movies and the Clone Wars and stuff. But on the other hand, I can also kind of see what Kobe's saying. And I would say at first, like, I don't think it's the same anymore. But I feel like at first, Disney definitely was very original trilogy focused. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that they were essentially relaunching Star Wars. And they probably felt, and I would say probably correctly so, that the strongest way to bring star Wars back into the public conscious after it had been, you know, essentially gone for a little while would be to uh, leverage a lot of original trilogy, quote unquote, classic star Wars imagery, iconography, <clears throat> things like that. You know, like the sequel trilogy, X wings and tie fighters all over the place. You know what I mean? Um, right. So, I could definitely see that being the case at first, but as time has gone on, I feel like they have definitely um, more readily embraced the prequels. Like you said, we got the, and Kobe brought up himself, we got the last season of Clone Wars, Bad Batch is very, very prequel oriented, I feel. Um, Much like Mm -hmm. he feels uh, the Mandalorian is more, original trilogy era bad batch is definitely more clone or uh, clone war slash prequel era. And then, you know, we're getting a, um, a whole ass OB one series with you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Like that's full on embracing the prequels. I feel like, um, so, you know, I, we're not even 10 years into, um, Disney Star Wars releases. And I, I I do feel like at first they were more original trilogy focused and there's always going to be original trilogy stuff, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's the original golden goose. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But, um, you know, I feel like there will continue to be prequel content. Um, you know, it's, I love it, but it's crazy to me nowadays to see so much prequel love. I always liked the prequels. You know, I was stoked when they came out, you know, that's, you're talking about end of high school, beginning of college for me for the prequels. So I have a lot of nostalgia for that era of star Wars. And I was very bummed after episode three. Cause I was like, shit, that's it, huh?
0: That's it. That's, that's the end.
1: No more star Wars, huh? So I love seeing people talk about the prequels in a positive light, but, in my experience, and obviously people's experiences are all different, it was not like that for a long time. So as, you know, the conversations have changed and and people are more positive about the prequels, I feel like we will start to see more prequel stuff. And, you know, there's been some prequel-centric comics. There was like an Anakin Obi-Wan comic. I believe there was a Mace Windu comic. <laughs> so, you know, while initially I could agree with, with Kobe's assessment of it. I do feel like it's changed, and, and we will see more prequel content. And and I think that's real cool, and I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for content set in, in new eras, eras that we haven't explored yet. So, um, But I do feel like, especially at the beginning, it wasn't so much that they were against the prequels as it was they just didn't want to focus. They wanted the focus. They were avoiding it. Yeah, they were avoiding it because they wanted the focus to be more on the Star Wars that was in the public perception better received, right? right. <clears throat> um, so, that's kind of kind of what I feel is going on with that. All right. Let's see. I think we got... We got one more voicemail and then two emails. So let's hear what Jim has to say. Good evening, Oz and Will. How are you gentlemen doing?
4: I wanted to ask you about toys today. Um, back in the day,
2: I'd mix match and whatever I had, I'd make it work. Um, and I had, you know, figures with legs missing. And now there are guys that float everywhere. And uh, I would put, I think my number one guy was, Donatello with an orange mohawk and a black leather jacket, and I gave him Rambo's knife, and he was always the boss. Uh, but did you guys do any of that, mix-matching toys, and this is what it is? Uh, I'm just curious. I'd love to hear what you guys had, what you remember working with. All right,
1: guys. back the drink. What about you, Well, Did you do any mix-matching of properties with your toys? Did your Star Wars guys meet uh, of your...
0: Cool. Uh- my my cousin and I did this specifically a lot, William Ward and I. We would, you know, in our action figures would go head to head. We would draw like a roster. Like we'd set all the action figures out and like everybody, everything from everybody. You know, Aliens to ExoSquad to, you know, to Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe's, X men everybody was on the table and you would go we would take turns you'd pick him and him and him and him and then we would set up and across the room and we would go to war and we would fight skirmishes between this that and the other and it was not very diplomatic how you decided who died or <laughs> uh, but it was very nerdy when you're reasoning out like oh he has this power and that would deflect this so he's gonna do the, you know like you know talking out a battle you know basically like no that doesn't that would never happen well, okay, well, if he does this, then my guy's going to do this. You know, like, that's what would happen. Yes, yes. There were cross-property civil wars in uh, in my childhood.
1: So, I remember doing that with other kids, cross-property wars. And and you would even, like, I even remember coming up with explanations why these characters <sighs> were crossing over. Now...
0: How they met.
1: Yeah. If it was just me, psh, we're sticking canon, baby. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We're not mixing. We're not mixing and matching. The peas are staying over
0: here, and the, and the mashed potatoes are staying over there.
1: Yeah. Now, you brought up, man, Exo Squad. What a fucking cool line of toys.
0: Yeah, kick-ass line of toys.
1: It's weird that you said that because I was actually looking at some Exo like, I was looking at some Exo Squad stuff the other day. Like, man, really? I just need one Exo Squad because I never had one as a kid. I knew kids that had. EXO squad and I thought they were. The it was f- the coolest, fucking coolest, man, man. It also cool.
0: helped that the show that went with it was kind of edgy. It was kind of like I say edgy, but like a little... I don't remember it being too edgy. But the the fucking EXO suits jacked into the base of your skull into your brain, okay? Like that was. It was a that little was my more. My first experience with that before the Matrix, right? So... Like it was. I
1: don't say intense, but like. A little more adult, a little more. I remember this transition period, right? Because when I was young, cartoons that had toy lines were sort of glorified commercials for the toy lines. You know what I mean? Right. G.I. Joe, He-Man. Yeah. And, like, I remember liking the He-Man cartoon when I was a kid, but I was way more into the toys. Like, right. He, where it was at with he-man for me was the toys same same thing with gi joe i remember watching gi joe and like liking the cartoon but we really like was the toys exactly and then i remember there being this transition right and i would say it was you know around the time of things like exo squad the x-men animated series the spider-man animated series stuff like that where the the batman animated series where yeah the cartoons were good like you know they're pretty good, and the toy lines are cool. And that's like the fucking sweet spot to me. Like, uh, granted, the X Men cartoon, I was pre hyped for because I liked the comics before the cartoon even started. Right. <clears throat> Same thing with Spider Man, so, and the Batman animated series. But uh, yeah, it, it just seems like there was this transition where they actually tried to make the cartoons kind of like enjoyable to watch. And have yeah. cool toys that tie it in with them. That's right. <clears throat> All right. So, next up, we've got an email. And this is from Kyle. Hi, Halls and Will, longtime listener and Mr. 99 on Patreon. Uh oh. We got Mr. 99. So, I've been nice listening you know. to your episodes and I've been dying to send you this. Have a great rest of the week. Keep up the great work, my dudes. Number 99 sincerely kyle oh my god well i don't think you were for, here for the episode where i think this is steve and i that talked about did you weren't here when we talked about buttfucker 3000 were you no
0: no 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 i missed that completely
1: do you know what buttfucker
0: 3000 is i don't i am at a loss i have to say
1: <laughs> so buttfucker 3000 is this thing that was going around online it there was a, a court case that uh, was going on and you know they're all meeting for through zoom and the judge is and it's all these zoom windows right and the judge is like and um mr so-and-so uh are you here and and the guy speaks up and he goes um so you're telling me your name isn't buttfucker 3000 because the dude's zoom screen name it's buttfucker oh. three thousand. <laughs> oh shit. And the dude is like, oh, uh, no, Your Honor. I uh I don't even know uh I I don't even know why it's I didn't I don't know why it says that. And he's mm-hmm. like, so you're gonna come into my courtroom with a screen name that says buttfucker three <laughs> thousand. Oh no. And look, I've had some embarrassing three screen names in my past, but I have never had uh one is embarrassing as butt fucker 3000.
0: I mean, I never, my screen names were never vulgar.
1: No, neither were mine. Mine just had fucking corny new battle, new metal band names on them. Um, but Kyle sent yeah. us a, a fake um, poster that says star Wars, butt fucker 3000. And it's like, it's a, really good too, by the way, it's like a a, a poster for a mace window. Good. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I like that. All right. Uh, next up, we got an email um, from Sam. Howdy, Halls, and well, I hope you guys are doing well this week. If you two could design a new starship and pilot for the new the Rogue Squadron movie, what would it be? Do you think we'll see a new ship design in that film? Also, I've been going through the episode backlog and Halls. I wondered if you ever figured out who the giant Ewok was that high-fived you at Celebration Chicago. I may listen to the next episode and figure it out, but I loved hearing your stories at Celebration. Can't wait to maybe hear adventures from both of you at Celebration someday. Thanks for the great show, and I hope you have a great week. Best wishes, Sam. I don't even remember getting high-fived by a giant Ewok. Not saying it didn't happen, but I don't I mean? Clearly, I never figured out who that was, so maybe he just like the maybe that Ewok just like the cut of my jib. Will
0: I like the cut of your jib? <laughs> um,
1: so if I had to design a pilot, uh, I I don't know about a new ship design. Like I'm I'm gonna leave would, that up uh, to Doug Chang.
0: I would bring in the B wings. I mean, if if I can just have. A ship like I'll take some B wings. I want some wicked B wing action. I could see. But that. if I'm designing a new ship, I'll do an updated A wing. I'll do a snub snub fighter, quick, fast, and I would just change the look of it. You know, probably.
1: <laughs> so, I love the idea of it being a B wing. Now, as far as a new pilot, hear me out. I want to see a Serean pilot, and not just because kia d is our like official mascot of the show right i want to see a Syrian pilot because a i want to see how he he fit that thing in a cockpit like it's Mm -hmm. literally a cockpit once he sits in the seat and secondly do you think they give him the
0: extra large canopy
1: (laughs) and secondly what does his flight helmet look like my goodness
0: is it a helmet that's fit for his head or is it like a regular helmet with like a cutout?
1: Like just an opening <laughs> oh,
3: cutout for the head to go through. They
1: just saw the top out so his dome, call. Oh, <laughs> man. Either way, buddy, either way looks silly, right? If, it's, right? if it's an X-Wing style fighter helmet that's like vacuum formed to his head, mm-hmm. that looks silly. And if, yeah, they just cut out a sunroof in the top for that dome to stick out
0: he said i get better reception
1: oh <laughs> uh, i gotta see it i gotta see it somebody somebody give us a Serian pilot i fully like i would almost be willing to make a bet that we don't see a Serian in live action star wars ever again and it breaks my simply
0: heart simply for that reason
1: <laughs> They're bringing all these other alien species back. Somehow, Ponda Baba and Doctor in are fucking everywhere. You know what? Yeah, I mean? It's they like they get around. They get around, but I can't get. They do have the death sentence on
0: twelve systems.
1: <laughs> I can't get one goddamn cockhead in a in a and, and. Oh my God, Will! What if the, what if the Jedi at the end of um, the last episode of the Bad Batch? What if it was Kiadi Mundi?
0: Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. <sighs>
1: All right. Well, I think that does it for this week. Uh, thanks for recording with me, buddy.
0: Dude, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, if you guys haven't already, please uh, leave us a five-star on uh, five star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Um, if you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And until next week, when we'll be talking about more Bad Batch and whatever else happens this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Paul Spurkhart and I'm Will Witten may the force be with you may the force be with all of you
3: may the force be with us